Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, I mean, oh, chill out, I lay there. I was like, oh, right there. And uh, when I awoke, all I could hear was Marla's fifth symphony drifting through the trees. And I mean, it was utterly, 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 utterly. Utterly magical. And then I <laughs> she looked at me and she said, oh, and I looked at her and I said, and she looked back at me and she said, like that, and I went, and she said, like that. Unfortunately, as soon as she said it, my nose started to bleed copiously. I'm afraid, see, I was very, very drunk. Welcome to free, welcome to free state, everybody. Um, every week when we try and sit down, even if it's just me and Joe, the the dynamics of actually getting the two of us, well, mainly Joe, to actually sit down, are, are you know we don't need to go into them here, but let's just say that getting the four people who are gathered around this table to sit down, even in the last fifteen minutes, has been the most exhausting uh, fifteen minutes. I need a lie down. I want to jump into that bit. Paul, 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 Paul walked into the wrong wrong room in front of a couple copulating. It was a mess, like Father Ted. A couple of what? Copulate. I went to the oh, wrong. I went to the I'll wrong hotel. Oh, God, I went next door, and the guy said, "I'm in the bath." Serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I ran. Paul came in anyway. Oh my God! He said, "Well, this Father podcast Ted. has been a little bit different Father than Ted, I Father Ted, Billy, Craggy. I love Put a camera in here. You win an award. So we we have Roddy Collins and Paul Howard with us, and and we're having a nice little Christmas. Conversation. Is that we're all dressed up in That's fucking health care now? Yeah, Lynn's pies are on their <laughs> we way. We didn't want to wear that hat, did you wear that hat? <laughs> I did wear the hat, no, no, no. no. And, and Joe in his little Christmas pyjamas, <laughs> straight from the late, late toy Joe. <laughs> Joe, you look terrible. <laughs> you about five sizes too small. <laughs> he insists on wearing it for the entire Christmas period. Joe just wears <laughs> I think it suits you, Joe. I think it looks fantastic. You look great. Flannel pyjamas. He hasn't said a word. 
You should come in more often. Here, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you haven't said a word. How long is that? Joe's going to drop that now and they'll be looking at me machine going, blah, 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 blah. As I said to Dion, when I have a conversation with Joe, he doesn't listen to me and I don't listen to him. But two of us walk away real happy. And if someone stopped me 10 seconds, I'd well, Joe, I don't fucking know. What did Riley say? I don't well, know. I get, I get phone calls from Joe where he tells me that he's really, really improving at listening. Yeah. And he tells me at great length that he's getting much better at listening. <laughs> but I don't actually get a word in. I heard this great story once about um, this guy who worked in publishing and he he was he was promoting Van Morrison. Van Morrison had published a book of lyrics and um, he went to New York and he was doing the publicity for this. They were going around uh, doing TV shows, radio shows. And he said Van Morrison never spoke to him once for the whole tour, you know. And so Van said to him one night, uh, well, I mean, Bob Dylan for dinner. I'd love, I'd love you to be there, you know. So he says, oh, OK. So he goes along. And he sits at the dinner with Bob Dylan, Van, his two heroes, and not one single word is said all night. And in the limo on the way back to the hotel, Van said, Bob's in great form. <laughs> <laughs> well, come here. Because I think you can communicate without they, they, saying anything. And I think Joe is doing that now. They didn't speak at all. Not, not a word. They just all at, at the dinner. I think they made some sort of agreeable noises. And, but, but do, the, do some agreeable noises for us there. For Va- well, Vanna would be... <laughs> and then uh, uh, Bob would be... So that's kind of it while they're having yeah. their starters and their mains. And then the only man in history to sing through his navel. <laughs> sing from your oh, diaphragm we were taught at school. Well, you well just, not, not through it. You just knocked me out of the water, out of the parks. I'd say, I can't follow that story. New York, Bob Dylan, Van Morrison. Ah, uh, no, you've, John, you've New York oh, and Johnny Logan. Minutes. What about New York and Johnny Logan? What a Johnny boy, yeah. Oh, my God. Great Johnny day Logan. that was. Yeah. Nobody can ever remember his other song. Everybody yeah. remembers what's another year. Yeah. Hold so, Me Now. Hold oh. Me Now. That's the two songs, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah. I'm sure he did. I was brilliant. You know. We were in Fitzpatrick's Hotel in New York. And next of all, Johnny walked in with his wife and children. And those were all the lads. And they were sitting having something. I think his wife was expecting a baby. So I sat down and we bottle of wine or something. And then Johnny went up to the room and said, I saw all over the fight, Stevens fight. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Came down about 50 minutes later, guitar. Two-hour sing song. Silver, Brilliant. silver. Brilliant. It was a gentleman yeah. he was, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Caroline... He's big in Germany, isn't he? No, he's in uh, Sweden. Is no, he's, he's massive in Scandinavia, he's, Germany. Yeah, yeah, Germany. Um, there, was a guy from, there was a guy from around where I live, I won't tell you his name, but he was... Tell us, Joe, He, he was a country, country singer. And uh, Selfade told me this one from Outlet Records. He was a lovely singer, and uh, he used to come into our house, actually. He yeah. used to have an awful chuckle at his songs. He used to write songs. He used to come, come up to my father, God rest him, because my father, he would have seen as a sort of an aficionado of music, you know, yeah. music teacher in the school and yeah. making records and stuff. And he comes and my father would say to us, he would say, Jesus, I'll kill you if you don't do it. Keep a straight face, don't be and you could only take it for so long. <laughs> so anyway, Joe, why did he write sad songs he, all the time? He, he, he was recording. He was really. He was recording a song, and Sel Fay was listening, and he was singing. There were four ball bears right carrying the coffin right out of the little white chapel. Listen, see, see, and Sel's were through it the first time. He said, Joey said, "Dum." What, what's what? Of course, he said. Just tell, what is that you're singing there? He said there were four polar bears carrying the coffin. <laughs> 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 
the songs the four Paul Bears. There were four polar bears. You know, you know, I, I had visions of the album cover, you know, with with four yeah, polar bears carrying the coffin. Scarves. And the flip the flip side of that. What was the flip side of that song? My mother died in the pool of Lourdes. All sad songs. Why did he That's do a it? very sad song. It is, my but mother, all country western songs have taken a My mother died in the pool in Lourdes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great... That's unfortunate. It's a great idea. My, yeah, that's like, it. if anything is going to make you question the existence of God, it's, it's that, country isn't it? Western. You know, going to, going to Lourdes and, and dying in the, in the, in the in pool. The pool. It's not a pool, is it, though? My like uncle Jack like O'Rourke like went to Lourdes, Paul. My uncle Jack O'Rourke went to Lourdes. I remember Jack, yeah. For a cure, he said. Yeah. Not a cure, a cure. He liked a few drinks. <laughs> a curer. <laughs> a curer. So what you got the lyrics for? A curer. He had very bad arthritis. Not a curer, a curer. He, had a, he went, I was talking to Christy Rock last week, Jim Rock's father, and he was a major gory, and he was on the lash for three days, the best singing song he ever had. <laughs> he was a major gory. <laughs> a major gory. But you were on the lash. That's it. Yeah. Major gory. I was there a few years ago. It's a very, it's a very sort of Irish uh, miracle. Like even though it didn't happen, it's it's more it's more of an Irish miracle than a than a Yugoslavian miracle. Like you know, we were there. Mary and I were there, and we were uh, we we're driving around. We were going to where's the bridge, Mostar. We going to Mo- I wanted to see the bridge in Mostar, and we saw the sign for Medjugorje. And Mary said we go and see Medjugorje, so we went along. And anyway, every second uh, establishment in Medjugorje is is like. You know, it's like play playing Dylan Glaze. Like it's the, the Irish, the, it's all Irish bars and Irish cafes. Ireland's Benador. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, it was a JWT miracle, like you know, the J, like I think JWT latched onto it and went, oh, listen, that's what I'm doing. Anyway, but so we, we what was this, the miracle that occurred there? Uh, see, the the thing with Medjugorje was Our Lady appeared. Uh, but, but like, see, Fatima and Lords, Our Lady appeared to a small number of people. So like, they closing time. They could kind of contain it, like you know. But Medjugorje, there were like hundreds of people said, "Oh yeah, we saw her as well," and uh, they were all kind of loose cannons. They all went around the world, and they all had their different stories. They were saying, like, twenty years later, I just have to have been chatting to her in the dressing room. <laughs> Eamon McCann has this fantastic story about that um, one of the Medjugorians, but the people who witnessed the miracle did a gig in the National Stadium and she was still saying, I was just chatting to Our Lady in the dressing room before I came out here. Um, but anyway, we w- we went to this a local coffee shop, you know, and there's a, f- a local fella uh, and he had an Irish accent. I said to Mary, that's the weirdest thing. Like, what's going yeah. on there? And uh, so I said to him, do you want me to ask him about your accent? He says, sure didn't I live in Roscommon for four years? I said, you didn't? He said, I did. I lived in Roscommon for four years. I said, and what were you doing there? She wasn't I going out with a girl? I said, and she became, didn't she? Be, didn't she get picked to be the rose, for the rose of Trinity yeah, in yeah, our area? Yeah. And we had a terrible, terrible fall now because she didn't want to bring me to the rose. I wasn't her date. Yeah. And didn't she get thick with me? <laughs> and he went home with this accent. That was just that was his only the only legacy. That was the legacy. After four years, five years, you know, in Ireland, he went back. Anyway, he was living in Medjugorje, but it, but it, it's amazing, and we we. Um, so it's a good place to go on the lash. I don't know. We didn't go on the lash, but but because we were driving to Mostar, but we started walking up the the hill to where the, the miracle appeared. Right, but it, it, to be honest with you, it was a bit of a trek. 
Right. It was too much. Well, and the other thing, Roddy, about this is, if you ever go there, the, 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 the soil is red. So when it rains, which it was on that day, you, if you're wearing white shoes, they get they get right. covered in this soil that never, ever washes off. So just be careful. Roddy would, be is careful exactly the boy to wear white shoes. <laughs> I'd wear my white shoes. My pal, Christy, who I talk, told that story, he'd done the walk up to the church yeah. on the route on the top, is there? Apparently. I'd be never Done the turn there. around, dying he was. Yeah. a bar at the end, right? And he just couldn't get to go quick enough. He got about 50 minutes to the end of the climb and the light went off at the bar. <laughs> he said, I'm never going back to that place again. You know that there's, there's no bar in Knock? There's not one pub in Knock? No. It's not? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Well, there's plenty around. It must be the only there. village in Ireland. That yeah. Without a pub. Yeah. Fox Rock doesn't have, I, I happen to know, Fox Rock doesn't have a bar as well. Where's that? Yeah. So, so you wouldn't hurt. Whatever. Mead Street. <laughs> is you don't, you don't, you don't need you to know, Roddy. <laughs> there's, there's a reason public transport doesn't go there. I, I, thought, I thought that Fox Rock was a, a mythical place just in your books. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it so. I've made it a very desirable place. <laughs> I've been, to Joe, been compiling since I was living in Dublin. Joe, so we, give me one second. I've been compiling a glossary. He's found his voice. I've been compiling a glossary of. Of words, right? That D four speak. Oh, great! Which is, it, it, it's. I, I don't know where it has come from. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. But uh, <coughs> I was going to throw out some words for you. Okay. Right. So what's this? <coughs> w o a r t e e e e. What's that word? Is it is it an acronym? W o a r t e e e e. No. Word T E. <laughs> No, no, but that's it. I've got another one for you now. B Y N E S E R. B Y N E S E R. Bouncer. A bouncer. Oh, the bouncer chose you from the Yeah, there were three bouncers. The guy who wouldn't let us into Lily's back in the day. Your nephew was a bouncer. He let me in. A bouncer. I finally got into Lily's. Here's one. Here's one. <laughs> What's this one here? What is R I N D A B I T E? Oh, that's a roundabout. Everybody in a roundabout. Turn it around about. Right, okay. What's this one? You hear, I'll give it through you another one. A Y E P I N N E D. A Y E P I N N E D. A Y E P I N N E D. A-Y-E-P-I-N-N-E-D. Now, these are all words I've heard people saying. I pined. <laughs> I pined. What's that? Was it open? I, was it I pined? Was it opened? Was it opened? Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what G O I R D S are? Gourds. Gourds. Oh, yeah, the gourds. Gourds are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and everybody knows dance. What's this one here? Here's a good one, right? E X P L A Y W O R E E X P L A Y W O R E. Explore. Yeah, to explore. <laughs> An explorer. What? <laughs> <laughs> lost. Like Hillary or, um, you know, Hillary or. You know. Is, like, you and I grew up about <laughs> eight <laughs> miles away from each other. We might as well be talking you to don't know what you know. I'll give you an easy one. I'll give you an easy one, Ronnie. What's L I E D? Lloyd. 
The music yeah. here is very loud. The music here is really loud. Oh, loud. <laughs> loud. Do, you know when, do you know when there's a concert Plenty. in the Phoenix Park and you and Caroline ring the guards and say the Red Hot Chili Peppers are very loud? <laughs> I mean, we would, yeah. What's, we what's would, the, but it's the contortions that, that surprise me. And I, 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 you know, you hear people using a sentence and it's how you have to contort your voice to create these yeah. sounds. So yeah. what's S-A-V-E-N? Saving. No. S-A-V-E-N. It's the number that comes after six. Seven. 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 Yeah, a woman said to me... Seven uh, a times. Woman, a woman, and, um, where does that come from, that that I that don't f- know. Because it can't... I, I mean, you're not... You're, you, you know, you, you're not sort of born into... A, I suppose you're born into a culture now, but yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure that accent didn't exist a couple of no. generations. Well, it ago. definitely did. Well, it, it was it was called it was called a dart a dwarf accent, um, because it existed along the dart line. And when I was a kid, we would have associated that with Bob Geldof, like you know. And I've sent copies of the Russell Carroll Kelly books to like relatives in England and Australia. And they have no idea what it's about. And then I say, just read it in Bob Geldof's accent, and then they go, Oh yeah, I totally get it now. Yeah. So it was, but that accent. It's sort of, it's spread. Where did it start? Um, how, how, does, how does someone, sp- I mean, I, I am constantly amazed. I sit there and I think, wow. Well, it's not I a mean, real the effort, the it's effort a sort of, that you've got, is it, is it about, uh, is it sort of now that it's, it's, it's a mark of the, the, the class that I come from, you know, that I go to the right yeah. schools, that I, that I, 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 I work in the right job. No, it's an aspirant class thing. It's not a class thing. It's a... It's it's a sort of miscegenation of um, high nigh brown cow English that yeah. kind of smaker is another one S M A Y K E R is a smaker yeah are you a smaker a smaker yeah a smaker um, a it's a, so it's a mix oh, of smaker <laughs> you, you have to come, come back in a hammer I got a straddle but it's a mix of that high nigh brown cow kind of eaten thing which. You know, a lot of kind of elite South Dublin schools are kind of aspiring but, towards. But do, do, the, um, do the teachers speak like that then? What I'm interested no, in no, is... No, no, no. It's a, it's who, a, who actually... It's a, it's a and student. it's spreading. It's spreading. Uh, look, I, I was in Galway about three years ago and I realised there's a Galway 4 as well as a Dublin 4, you know. Belfast there's a, there's has a, a the Maloon Road. The yeah, there's a Montenoshi, yeah. which is very similar oh, what, to the Montenoshi in Cork. Yeah. But the Maloon what Road... Wording? What's the word? Montenoshi. Do you know a place Montenoshi? Montenoshi. <laughs> but it's not... You've got to put a house in Montenoshi. But at least, at least the English upper class accent... Is, is it makes sense? It you know it it mm. makes coherent sense. You know you can you can speak in an English upper class. Well, I was I was terribly terribly drunk at yeah. the time. You know, was, yeah. I met his father. I knew his mother well. You know, and he was a fine filly. Uh, that makes sense because you can. That you, sounds you like Mayo's on a Friday you, night, Roddy. Oh, they don't they don't get drunk. They get turned emotional. You could say that, but you can't. It's it's almost impossible. You you really have got to work really hard to roll your voice. To create that D four accent, yeah, yeah, but it's not. See, it's give not, us a blast, <clears throat> right? Well, totally, man. But it's not. It's not just. <laughs> give us, it's, give it's us a full the, sentence. It's not just the hey, no, brain hey thing. There, there's a there's a whack of the um, California, the Valley thing yeah, in it yeah, as well. It's an so, twing, yeah. so there's a mix of it, and I think like the schools rugby thing. It's very much a. It's a, it's a sort of an American import. They've basically taken the the high school American football experience and transplanted it to Ireland. You know, so you've got these sort of jock dudes high fiving each other, chest bumping each other on the Rock Road after a match, um, and then you've got the cheerleaders, like you know, the sort of 
three or four hundred Mountie girls, yeah. like you know, throwing themselves at these horrifically ugly rugby players, and it's a ve- it's very much a sort of Friday Night Lights yeah, and you sort of American get the football. Feeling, thing. You get the feeling that a lot of it, you know, that they don't actually really like each other. There doesn't seem to be a real sense of community. Is that is that? I Between suppose, the schools, no, we're looking out from sort of the comfort of the GA community. Yeah, but it seems like a a transactional community. Put it oh, that completely. way. Right? I mean, well, like when you've got Black Rock, um, Black Rock College against St Michael's College, like their their, their life experiences are so f- vastly different. Like you know, they're coming from totally different parts of the world, <laughs> and like they, they will never meet each other again after they leave school. You know, like these are this is a battle of civilizations. Like you know, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> like they're all heading for exactly the same colleges. Mm-hmm. Exactly, they're all heading for exactly like, the same jobs. Kings Inns. They're all they're all heading for the law library. <clears throat> they're going to the same places. Um, but so so this is a sort of pretendy thing that goes on. Like it's a sort of ritual that goes on in Donnybrook yeah. where they all pretend that they're different. And you've got, you know, I was at a match a few years ago. It was the funniest thing. Got like, you know, like 2,000 rock fans, right? Thousand. Like only 2, about 2,000. Only 800 of them are in the school and the others are all past pupils who've yeah. come back in the gear and everything. You know, Craig Doyle with the, jer- the jersey around his shoulders yeah. and everything. Can't knock the rock. You can't knock the rock. And the Michaels boys at the other side, you know, they're chanting, but they can't be heard because, you know, Michaels absolutely wiped the floor with them. But we were filming there and this kid came from the Michaels section. We were filming a documentary for RT. This kid came from Michaels and he walks into the rock end, you know, and he, he's, he's just like, show, he's like Liam Gallagher walked, the shoulders up, back and smoking a cigarette, the 14, smoking a cigarette. Looking them all up and down. 14. And then the next thing you just hear, who the, who the fuck is this guy? So the outrage, like the high octane outrage. Who the, who the fuck is this guy? And, it, and then, and then everyone goes, go back to your own section. Go back to your own section of the ground. Go back. They hate the rules. They hate the rules being broken when they're not being broken in their interest, right? Go back to your own sides of the ground. He walks the whole length of the ground, right? And then he came back. <laughs> and the outrage, I'll never forget it. But he gets to the end. He understood television, this kid, like no man since Benny Hill, right? Yeah. He looked in the camera and he smoked and just puffed a cigarette and went, pack of virgins. <laughs> and off he went. And I said to AJ McCarthy, who was making the documentary, Ravian, that's it, that's our final scene. He said, yeah, good luck ringing his dad, asking for permission to use that. <laughs> you, get, you get a solicitor's letter when you uh, did a match report from a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was 18. I covered BlackRock against Scaries. Um... Scaries in those days, like it took, like I got the bus. I remember getting the bus from Middle Abbey Street. It took about seven hours to get to Scaries, <laughs> right? They sold duty free on the bus. Yeah, That's yeah. how long it took. And um, I covered this match. Score, no, pa- one paragraph, score and scores. That was it. Remember those days, Dion? Mm-hmm. And I did it for the Indo. And um, I got a phone call from the desk. But three days later, uh, can you come in and see us? I was thinking, Jesus, what's this? This is more work for me. I don't have done a great job. <laughs> We've had a solicitor's letter, I was told, about your piece. And I said, but it was only one paragraph. <laughs> I've done it one paragraph. He said, you gave a try to the wrong kid. Right? And I went, right. But like BlackRock had scored like 17 tries or something, yeah. you know? 
and 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 by the way, all of the, the listeners, all of the names were double barrels. Like that just added to my confusion. Like some yeah. of them had Roman numerals after the yeah, names, yeah. <laughs> the third, the second. So I said, um, <laughs> every, every name was double a sinister, which a is sinister's just, letter. It's such an affectation as well. Completely, like, James Smythe Cromley. You know? Sp- <laughs> they were all characters from like PG Woodhouse, like you know. George so Howard and Winsberg. <laughs> so I said, uh, "Slister, is that?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "That's a bit heavy-handed, isn't it?" He said, "What do you know about schools rugby?" I said, "Very little." He said, "Right," because I'd read the laws of the game on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the bus out to skate. I said, "I know very little." He said, "Right." When this kid was born, his he was born in Mount Cornwall Hospital. I said, "His father put a rugby ball into the bassinet to familiarise him with the shape of the thing." <laughs> So he says, he spent his whole childhood toddling around the room. The dad throwing the rugby ball across the room to try to improve his reflexes. You know, he's had like seven, eight concussions by the time he's six years of age. And the dad's telling everybody in the rugby club, rugby club, he's going to play for a black rock one day, you know. So he said he makes it Willow Park. He's doing great. Black rock. Junior cup team. He's telling, oh, God, just going to make it one day. He's definitely going to play senior. <laughs> and he finally makes his debut for the senior cup team in Skerries. And he gets the ball on the 22. And he beats four players and scores a try right under the posts. And you, you fucking prick, gave it to somebody else. <laughs> what did they, what did, how, how was the solicitor's letter worded? I, I just remember the words the, um, correction, apology, and retraction. Right, uh, that was the trifecta. Right, that was the the trifecta at the time. You didn't like that was, but anyway, he, he, I, I do remember it said in the letter, "We're not seeking damages." <laughs> Joe, hang on, Joe, hang on, Joe. At this time. (laughs) This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> at, least, at least you made an honest mistake when Roddy was ringing in match reports. <laughs> in, yeah. putting, putting himself down for hat-tricks. Tell us that one, Roddy. <laughs> uh, that's the phone, like the one you have over there, on the wall of Daily Mount in the corridor. And I was coming over after the game, the reserve team, and uh, coming back from a broken leg and the phone rang and I took the call. It was Irish Independent looking for the score and I said 3-0, which it was, Collins 3. <laughs> so Monday, Monday as they printed out the reserve team results, B-League, home firm nil, post 3, Collins 3. So, so every home game, I waited by the phone. Yeah, 2-1, Collins 2. So... To the, to the un, untrained person I was a goal machine probably had about five goals 20 to me name in the papers well look that's what you have to do you do what you have to do Joe yeah. but Paul do you think that that class is because you've sort of single-handedly made a kind of uh, a satire out of them uh, do you think that without that sense of self-importance or is that punctured a bit because of that because one of the aspects about 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 that class that makes it so comical is that sort of old sense of of of, uh, of pomposity of knowing yeah. everything of being, the great one which you, you I know you love the line from which is true from uh, Kylie's which is now gone yeah. of course after the uh, which Declan Lynch always <laughs> quotes about after the spear tackle when Brian Driscoll, Driscoll was injured by Umaga in, in the in the in the uh, in the Lions match yeah. in uh, New Zealand in 2001. And yeah. then uh, one of the papers went to do a kind of vox pop with people yeah. in, in Kylie's, which is the, <laughs> the HQ, as people yeah. called it, is the headquarters for rugby people. And they were talking, and everyone was appalled because Driscoll was out of the Lions and everything. And they got one guy in his 50s who was at the bar. And Umaga had done this tackle. <laughs> and it's a quote while that it's still there, it's still online. He said, no tribal warrior would do a thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a train to Galway once and there was four Leinster guys you know the Leinster guys they're on the jersey and everything see the thing is Dion like they have no idea how comical they are like the the brilliant thing about satirising people from South Dublin is they don't they don't have any self-awareness and they don't have any sense of volume right so i i this stuff just comes to you like i just pick yeah. it up by osmosis oh, you mean you mean that they speak very loudly the top of their voices without any is that self because, is that, that because they're the masters of the universe in their own minds abs- absolutely that they've no sense that anybody is judging them at all and i'm sitting on this train we're going to galway and the dry <laughs> Everyone on the train is listening to them. They're just being very Leinster, you know. And uh, the driver announces, ladies and gentlemen, we will soon be arriving in Athen Rye. And the four guys go, oh, my God, they're all looking at each other. And then there's this silence and everybody, everybody in the carriage is waiting for the next line. And the next line is, these must be the actual fields. (laughs) (laughs) They are just brilliant for that, but but the thing the thing is like to your question, Dion. Like I like the, the, I haven't been. It started off as a satire. I haven't been able to lay a glove on them really, right? Yeah, it hasn't because it hasn't deterred them. No, in the they, because they're the audience. I thought everybody would join me in laughing at them, and then but but they didn't. 
they became the audience, right? So people say to me, oh, my, my friend works in a bookshop in Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. These guys come in every Saturday and they're all reading your book going, that's so Tiernan. But they, they see Tiernan, but yeah. they don't see themselves. But I've, I've been invited to, um, to Black I go to Blackrock College three times a year to to talk to transition year kids, to, you know, um, night study students. Oh, the guys are uh, studying really hard for the leaving. Would you come in and just entertain them at, at nine o'clock would suit us? And I go in like the, I'm their court jester. They ring the bell, right? Ding, 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 ding. I'm their clown. I just come in, bells and whistles. But the best, best thing ever, I, I was asked to address, to give the pep talk to the senior cup team before they played Clongos one year. And it was, this was it for me. Like, this is the moment. Like, you know, forget about Oscars and all the rest. Like, this is the moment (laughs) for me. I'm driving up the driveway. Dion, you know the driveway, right? And um, I I get to the top and there's a kid from uh, Willow Park, the junior, junior school, who's come to take me down, right? And he's waiting at the entrance to Blackrock College on his own. This way, I love this kid. Like there wasn't like seven or eight mates giggling around the corner. He's on his own to ta- on a mission to take me down. He sees me coming and he says, this is a major honour for someone like you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was about, <laughs> he was about eight. Like, and, I, <laughs> and you agreed with him. I, I kind of did. I went, is it? Yeah. I went, is it? And he went, just looked at me and just witheringly and just went, Jonah Lomu did this two years ago. <laughs> and then he just, and a brilliant, he just walked off. He didn't wait for me. He was gone. Like, you know, I'd love to know. I'd love to know where he is now. He had, he had Finnegale front bench all over him, this guy. Like, there was a little whack. I don't want to be mean, but he had a whack at Simon Harris about him, you know? But anyway, um, so I went in. I didn't know. Um, when, when Blackrock College play in the school's cup the first day, the, the, the teachers stand down, right? It's an amazing thing to watch. It's a real... People don't know enough about this, but it's like part of the pageantry of kind of schools, rugby and everything. Teachers stand down. The kids take over the school and they have loud hailers and they go, you can't knock the rock. And we will, we will rock you. All right. No teachers anywhere. Kids come into the gen- the assembly hall, first years, second years, all the way to the back. And then I'm standing there, standing there, not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing here. The, sco- the senior cup team come out on the stage and they're sort of standing there going off to play in the cup and um, can't knock the rock. You can't knock the rock. The whole school? Over, yeah. Oh, it's it's chilling, like, you know. It's a little bit like a Hitler Youth rally. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing I can compare to, right? Yeah, yeah. We were at school, like, we would watch, like, Germany in 1930. <laughs> Germany in 1936, you know, before it all went bad. And, um, yeah, it was, and you know, it was quite bad by 1936, <laughs> to be fair. Maybe a couple of years earlier. It when it's, wasn't great in 1935 either, <laughs> to be fair. And the esprit de corps, the sense that we're all in this together, you know. And I didn't know what to say to the kids. So I just gave them the speech that Father Faheli gave to the Castle Rock team, the first Ross book, which was essentially, you know, uh, you are the golden ones. You are the gilded generation. Your fathers are very, very rich. And after Did you today, actually say that? Yeah. After today, you won't have to work hard for anything else in your lives ever again. And they cheered every line. It was just, 
<laughs> and I just knew, get the hell out of here before it turns. You know, did just they, get out. Did they, did they think you were being serious? Yeah. Yeah, they? they did. They did. Well, <laughs> they your have, fathers are very I have rich. to say, they and do. After today, you'll never have to work again. They do have a sense of irony about the whole thing. I mean, you can't, you can't stand in a in Donnybrook and uh, and and pretend that you're different to the lads from St Michael's without having a sense of irony about what this is all about, you know. And I think they did have that. Yeah, yeah. and that that I mean, that Masters of the Universe thing. It was. For me, it was sort of exemplified by the Leinster rugby team after one of their games taking over the plane and leading a sing-song from the plane's intercom. Yeah. You know, and everyone joining in and the, the, the flight attendants joining in merrily. You know, <laughs> they stood down like their they, teachers. As they, sang, <laughs> as they sang the song that cannot cannot be sung. Yeah. Ooh, uh, someone you said was who... Was it Ooh Ah? Well, they sang Ooh Ah. Oh, yeah. Leinster yeah, did. They, they yeah. replaced it. The place, they're said to have replaced That's, Up the Ra with Jack up McGrath. Up Ogara. Oh, Jack McGrath, oh, oh, right. Ooh Ah, Yeah, Jack well, that, that was the story that came out once right. the video had come out. Yeah. You see, yeah, but yeah. They, they, funny enough, they snipped that bit out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before they put it up. Ah, right. So why did they snip it out if they sang Ooh Ah, Jack McGrath? I don't know. I've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, can you imagine a GA team trying to do that? Or is, <laughs> is it okay? Or, or Bohemians? Is it all right? Roddy, is it all right if we take over the plane for an hour or two? Well, Roddy, when you hear this, we are returning. Paul. We are returning to uh, Shannon. It's an emergency landing. <laughs> Everyone will be arrested. The Garda have, yeah, the Garda yeah. have been alerted. And uh, remember, the, we done the night in where was it? Was it? We've uh, done so many Ryan nights. Car was on before us, and oh, the whole yeah. topic of conversation was for the girls. The trouble they created yeah. and the, yeah, and the, yeah, and the yeah. whole yeah. controversy. So it was an absolute no-no. So at the end of the show, you know, they said, Rod, will you sing a song? I said, of course I'll sing a song. <laughs> Here we go. I looked at the lads. The blood drain. That's the book on, Roddy. It's over. And uh, I went, Jesus. I said, blood drain on a bench. But no, but I, I, seen, I seen that rugby fellas travelling. I remember doing a job for RTA, my first ever job in Cork. Uh, it was a League of Ireland game live. And I went down and I said, and it was, it could have been the Monterrey Hotel, by the way. Mm. Stayed in there and uh, so that night, the night before the game, there was a rugby team from Bangor, Bangor up in County Down, and they were just on their way, so they wouldn't give them a drink. So I said, stick them in my room, no right? <laughs> so I hold on, I had two or three drinks each. I didn't care. So anyway, I'd done the show for RTA and I never heard from them for a year again, right? <laughs> so I met Stephen Alkin, I wanted to produce, and I said, look, what did I do wrong? He said, Graeme Sounders was cheaper. <laughs> he said, you buy a bill was cheaper now. He said, Graeme Sounders was cheaper. He says, you buy a bill was cheaper now. That's the truth, yeah. But, um, no, see, 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 my only icon in rugby is Big Trevor Brennan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't nothing like what you've just explained yeah. there. Yeah. Big Trevor, I think he was a carpenter. Big, big lump of a man. Never met him, but, uh, Caroline read his autobiography for me while I was in bed. That's what Caroline does. Does she read to you when you're in bed? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the autobiography. 
I put stories in of a ghost situation. It's a good bit of Stan. Don't go to sleep. Yeah. Alex Ferguson. Just turn Do you really believe You're in bed like you're in bed like Top Cat, you know, if you've got your pajamas on, you've brushed your teeth, and then and then and then once you're ready and you've got your cuckoo, she's giving you your cuckoo, then she reads to you. Marshmallows. That is fantastic. Shaking your wake. No, but no, seriously what I do. There's a don't go to sleep. There's a good bed coming Karen's a bookworm, she loves reading. Yeah, I know. She's not a great autobiographer, you know, for yeah. So if you want to know something, I'll buy Alex Ferguson, <laughs> uh, Trevor Brennan. So I take, Karen tells me the good bits. So if you write them, <laughs> so when I'm in conversation, I bring them up. Yeah. Wait, and I tell you this. And yeah, it appears yeah. I've read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I've read nothing. Oh, geez, geez. I've never read one. I never even read The Rod Father. Please, so, oh, Jesus, don't tell me that, Rod. No, don't say don't that, Rod. No, no. I only read the transcripts. This is legally binding what you're saying right now. <laughs> I never read it. The transcripts. I read the transcripts before it was printed. And that's when me and Paul would have a few. Ah, Jesus, Paul. Take that out. No, I'm leaving that one in. I put that one in. I'm leaving that that's one the, out. When you said take that out, I have to, I have to be honest with you. Yeah. I never took it out. <laughs> never. You didn't. You no, didn't. You, 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 you never read it. To Carlin Reggie. Look, I thought it took that out. Yeah. Roddy would ring me. When we were doing the proofs for the Rodfather, Roddy would ring me and say, I oh, know you got to take that out. And I'd just say, Roddy, that's how you know it's a good autobiography. Yeah. If you have the urge to take something out. Yeah. And he went, I said, that's how you know it's a good book. And he said, right, great. So what are you going to do? I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no, no problems at all, you know. But um, but getting back to the to the, I mean, I feel like an alien in this room after listening to you as a dog. <laughs> I thought Dublin went as far as Mead Street, and that was it. The south side of Dublin was Mead Street, Thomas Street, maybe down as far as Rings End, Irish Town, but that's a different planet. But I, I, I experienced it myself, Joe. We were doing the Darky Book Festival. And I said to Paul, no one's going to buy any tickets for that unless they're buying it for your end. So I took a, I took a trip out to Dunleary with Caroline. Yeah. He really did do a recce, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Really I did, did I did. You, you were told to see what it was like? No, I don't see anyone recognise me or know me. Because I would have said, I'm not, I'm not sitting in an empty room with you, Paul, right? And all your pound round friends, you know what I mean? So I went out and I swear to God, you know right? I said to people, how are you in the old pal? What's the crack, right? And they were looking at me as if I was dropped out of a space machine, right? And then... You know, Roddy, Roddy comes down the footpath like a marching band, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> everybody's walking into Leary Pier going, how are you, buddy? Everybody's oh, waving. Why am I going to see you? And I Paul, I took a picture. So Paul, I'm in your town. And he, he texts me straight back. I'm rubbing phone. Don't tell anyone you know me. <laughs> right? I, I, I tell this and it's the truth. I was there about 45 minutes and everyone was like aghast. You know, who's this fella? Who's this fella up in the north side? This yahoo? How did he get here? You know what I mean? And then an RNLI. Has he been vetted? Paul, that was Paul, my Paul. Has he get been back vetted? to your own side. No, the RNLI. Helicopter come over and I was waiting for the loudspeaker. North side yahoo. The train is leaving. Be on it. And never come back. This is living. This is style. This is elegance by the mile. Oh, the posh, posh, travelling life, the travelling life for me. 
first cabin and captain's table, regal company. Whenever I'm bored, I travel abroad, but ever so properly. Pour down, starboard home, push with a capital P. O-S-H, posh. The hands that hold the scepters, every head that owns a crown. They'll always give their all for me, they'll never let me down. I'm on my way to far away, to tar and toodaloo. And fare thee well, and bon voyage, arrivederci too. The posh, posh, travelling life, the travelling life for me. First a cabin, a captain's table, regal company. Pardon the dust of the upper crust. Fetch us a cup of tea. Pour out, starboard out, posh with a capital P. O-S-H, posh. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.